0: Find us on Twitter at SuperflexShow, and join us in the discussion of the fastest growing format in all of fantasy football, Superflex, on the Superflex Super Show.
1: You're listening to the DLF Dynasty Podcast, where there is no off-season.
0: Welcome to another edition of the DLF Dynasty Podcast. I'm Dan Myler, your host, and Ryan, this week our listeners are in for a treat. It's a truly priceless episode. Oh. We are without Matt Price. Uh, just me and you, Ryan. And we're going to talk some veterans.
1: You've been working on that one a while, I assume. <laughs> it came to me about five minutes before the pod. Oh, man.
0: <laughs> I thought you were just really being mean to Matt. Tip your cap or something like that. <laughs> I thought it was kind of good. But we'll see what our, our listeners think of that. Uh, like I said, veteran value episode, Ryan. We're going to talk some vets, some aging guys that still hold value and still very useful in our starting lineups, but maybe slipping in ADP, slipping in rankings. And, you know, I think as a whole, the two of us, at least, we we both have value in, in veterans. We both value having them on our teams with the caveat of it being at the right price, correct?
1: Yeah, absolutely. And and I think overall this this topic is uh is so important this time of year because we we always preach I I do at least and I've heard plenty of others say the same thing. I think you would agree Dan that if you're buying veterans, the off season is the time to do it. That's that's when they're cheapest. That's when so many uh, fantasy players, dynasty players become so uh so focused, I guess, on on the incoming rookie class, maybe even on next year's rookie class or Debbie drafts or whatever might be going on. And a lot of times we just forget about these, these veterans. And then come week one, come the middle of the season, and certainly come the playoffs, their value has, has greatly increased because we know how useful they can be in that short term. So uh, this, is, this is just going to serve as a reminder that now is the time to get these guys at their cheapest price, whether you're talking about a startup draft or uh, working trades
0: uh, on your established leagues. Yeah, and, and you mentioned that now is the time, You know, especially with this new crop of rookies. The, this, this rookie crop is now in our ADP and on the minds of all dynasty owners out there. And that just enforces that, that rule that, that dynasty owners are looking to, for youth and looking for... Uh, the next big thing to hit our league, and ready to unload these veterans. And some of the guys we're going to talk about have a relatively high ADP, maybe even in the first few rounds of startup ADP. Other guys have sunk quite a bit lower. And we're going to examine that ADP to try to identify some of the values among these, these veteran players in dynasty leagues based on the price. So so just to be clear, we're not necessarily going to be ageists here. We're not saying any player over 30 or any player that hit has hit 28 as, at a specific position. This is going to be more about players that have been around for a while and, and just have slipped down startup draft boards. So uh, let's go by position, Ryan, and start at the quarterback position. I think a very good place to start is at the quarterback five in the most recent DLF ADP, and that's Aaron Rodgers. I don't know if he qualifies necessarily as as that veteran value, um, but I guess you could say that he slipped just a little bit being all the way down at five. We've gotten kind of accustomed to him being one of the top couple of, of quarterbacks off the board in ADP, and that age is creeping up so that ADP is slipping down. How do you feel about Rodgers? Is he a veteran value? Or, or is this a sign of things to come uh, relatively soon soon that he's going to continue to slide?
1: Yeah, I don't think I really consider him a veteran value at this point, looking at, looking at some of the players being drafted after him. And, and that's really going to be the point I think we probably make with all these players we discuss, is, is comparing them to the other players being drafted around them. That to me, when you're looking at startup ADP, that that's ultimately what, uh, determines if they are a value. So w- it, it, with Rogers specifically is his ADP is, uh, 74 overall, but you look at some of the, the quarterbacks being drafted after him, Russell Wilson, just, uh, just about a half a round after him. So, so very close there, but Carson Wentz two full rounds after, uh, after Aaron Rodgers and, nearly ten years younger. So uh, I know I know you're a Wentz fan and obviously a Rogers fan as well. To take that two round discount and, and get Wentz instead, I don't think we can consider Rogers a value in in startup drafts. Now I, I do think there's there's a big difference between startup value and, and trade value in those existing leagues. Maybe that's where Rogers might be providing the value right now is is in trades in leagues that we're already in. But if we're talking startup. I'm I'm taking a
0: shot on some of these guys being drafted after him. Yeah, to be honest with you, Ryan, I I can't imagine dra- drafting Rodgers like you said, ten years older than Carson Wentz. Drafting Rodgers in front of Wentz seems. Almost insane to me, especially in a dynasty where you can keep these guys for their entire career. Both MVP candidates very recently, and one guy's 26, the other is 35. A uh, lot, of, lot of us out there think Rodgers is in line for a big year. But I don't know how many more of those are coming. I'm pretty confident that Wentz is going to have quite a few more. And and there's other guys as well. Kyler Murray's in the conversation and and on and on and on. Let's move on to a a couple of mid-30-year-old quarterbacks, Matt Ryan and Ben Roethlisberger. Ryan at quarterback 11, Roethlisberger at quarterback 19, 123 overall, 168 overall, respectively. These guys present a little bit more value. Ryan seems like still being drafted as a or looked at as a quarterback one, back-end quarterback two. I really see Roethlisberger as the value among these two. Sure, he's three years older, but still plays in a dynamic offense just like Ryan, and getting that four or maybe even five-round discount to get Big Ben seems like the play.
1: Yeah, I agree. I think Matt Ryan, he was quarterback 2 this past season. We've kind of seen seen an up and down uh past few years from him as far as his in-season production. And you look back just uh last uh, or I'm sorry, earlier in in this offseason, January, February, he was he was being drafted in the 140s, 150s, 160s and now he's he's climbed up to 119 um, uh 119 overall I'm I'm sorry 123 overall so uh, just a, a major jump for him and it, it honestly just doesn't make much sense he, he had of course that strong uh that strong season but to to see him climb like that uh, I just don't get it so i, I think he could be do you know he could be in for another value loss if he if he doesn't live up to that QB2 season uh, again, this coming up season. So totally agree with you, Ben Roethlisberger. If we're looking at those two guys, it is certainly the value. And we're, we're going to talk about a couple of those other quarterbacks in that same age range as, as Big Ben. And in a startup draft, I'm, I'm really just hoping to get one of those guys that are in their uh, mid-30s or even early 40s that, that can hold down the starting job for a year or two.
0: Yeah. And you and I, and a lot of our listeners play in a lot of Superflex leagues. So a common strategy going into these startups, or even as, as the league kind of shakes out and you're in year four five and six, a common strategy is to have one of these veterans along with that youth behind it. Maybe a guy that's a top fifteen quarterback that's young that you can pair with them, and then a third guy that would would be in the Dwayne Haskins or Josh Allen or Sam Darnold mold, uh, to to groom behind that veteran. You mentioned Roethlisberger, thirty seven year years old. He fits in really well with Drew Brees at forty years old. Philip Rivers, another thirty seven year old, and Tom Brady. Of course, he's forty one. These quarterbacks are all in the twenties among quarterbacks taken in startup uh, ADP. So I, I think we've identified the value, at least for us. It, it feels like it is for me. If you can get your hands on Roethlisberger, Breeze, Rivers, or Brady this late in a startup or, or at, at a discount in a, on the trade market, it seems like a good way to build a team, particularly in that super flex setup.
1: Yeah, I totally agree. And and I think there's enough young quarterbacks uh, in the league as well, and, and they're going to cost more. Guys like uh, Sam Darnold, Lamar Jackson, Josh Allen even, uh, typically going to cost more than those veterans. But if you go with the young guy first, take the veteran later, and, and the, that veteran is actually going to be most likely your starter for uh, for the next year or two, and, and then we, we can see what happens with that
0: young guy. I think that's absolutely the way to play it. Me as well. Before we get to the running back position, Ryan, there are a few other names that we should mention. Matthew Stafford, he's 31 years old, but all the way down at 23 in ADP. Derek Carr is only 28, but he's down there at 27 among quarterbacks in ADP. And then Nick Foles at 29 in ADP among quarterbacks. He's 30 years old. These are, Is there any value to be had among this group?
1: I think I'm still a Stafford believer, but just a, a little worried about the direction that coaching staff is going to go. We've already heard them kind of commit to being a run heavy team. And, and we saw how uh, how Stafford was kind of handcuffed last year. It was, I think, probably his worst statistical season that we've seen from him. So uh, still, still some hope for him and, and probably many years still left in his career but worried about what the next two or three years might look like with that new offense
0: yeah and that entire group obviously when you get into the 20s among quarterbacks and particularly in the late 20s in adp at quarterback there there's going to be questions about everybody probably guys more for those super flex and two quarterback leagues uh guys to to try to add to your roster for depth and and hope you hit lightning in a bottle. Let's go to that running back position, Ryan. Uh, Closest thing to a vet in the top 20 at running back is probably Le'Veon Bell, who's 27 years old. Uh, RB6 in ADP, if you go down a little bit farther, David Johnson, also 27 years old, number nine among running backs. These guys uh, still looked at among dynasty owners and, and fantasy owners in general as bell cow running backs, the kind of guy that you can build your backfield around. But getting closer, creeping towards that you know age of 30 or, or 29 where we start to get really worried. What are your thoughts about this pair of running backs with bell and Johnson as vets, are you are you buying? Are those guys you want to build around? Uh, no, no, those are not guys I'm I'm probably going to be taking
1: in a startup draft, especially Le'Veon Bell. If if running back six is the uh, is the actual price, uh, then I'm definitely staying away from that. Uh, I think I think that ADP may be a little inflated due to some of the redraft leagues starting. That's that's kind of what we see happen this time of year is. Uh, redraft league star, whether it's best ball or the Scott Fishbowl, whatever it might be, we see those veterans start creeping up our, our ADP ranks. So I don't know if that's really reflective of, of Bell's value, but I'm certainly not taking him as a top six running back. Um, obviously those two guys, Bell and DJ, both looking at some, some major changes with, uh, with a new offense for DJ and uh, an entire new team for Bell, of course, and not to mention the year away from the game. I'm just, again, looking at some of the other players drafted behind them. Those are guys I'd rather build my running back core around. Melvin Gordon, uh, Nick Chubb, those are a couple guys I would prefer that are being drafted behind those two.
0: Yeah, you mentioned that, that maybe these numbers are skewed just a little bit. Uh, I think you're probably right. These guys are going in the top 10 in some drafts and falling all the way to the low 20s in other mocks that we run as, as low as 23 for each of them. Uh, I couldn't agree more. I think you can dig even deeper, go deeper down the list, and, and you know, you find James Connor, and you find Josh Jacobs, and, and on and on and on. A really interesting name on this list is Damian Williams, another 27-year-old running back. Uh, RB20 in startup adp 42 overall guys like david montgomery are a few spots below miles sanders darius geis young running backs with upside daryl henderson of course uh man it's 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 hard to believe damian williams is valued this highly i you know we can look at this startup adp these numbers and try to get a gauge of trade value, I cannot imagine people are swapping Damian Williams for Miles Sanders because I want Miles Sanders on that one all day long. Uh, it, it seems ridiculous to me that he's this high, Ryan. He's not a guy that I, I'm like calling one of these veteran values.
1: No, certainly not. Uh, at, at RB20 and, uh, and 42 overall, definitely not a value. I mean, he might be... He might be 40 places off where I would consider drafting him um, and looking. It's not just one or two guys behind him like Montgomery and Sanders. There's uh, there's maybe a dozen running backs behind him that I'd, I'd rather have. And I think we talked about it on a recent show. I, I really think with Williams, it's simple if you're in an established league. If you have him and you're contending, you keep him. If you have him and you're not contending, you sell him. And, and that's it's as simple as that I, I wouldn't necessarily be buying him at all right now unless he were a lot cheaper than i've seen him traded for so the decision really is the situation that we're talking about here today is in a startup draft where do you take him and and again at 42 overall i think he's uh, multiple rounds uh, early going multiple rounds earlier than i would consider him definitely not a value a hard pass at
0: 42 overall. How about Devonta Freeman? He's slipped in ADP over the last 12 to 16 months. Ryan, another 27-year-old running back, comes in at RB 24 and 51 overall. Is he starting to present any value here? or they're Once again, younger, uh, maybe less established, but more upside guys right around him in ADP?
1: I think he's he's close to that value range. You look at the players around him: Philip Lindsay, uh, Tariq Cohen, Kareem Hunt. These guys, uh, these guys all have questions of their own, and and Freeman is probably more established than than those guys, and maybe even some of the ones being drafted ahead of him. The obvious injury issues and and concerns with Freeman. Obviously, he he missed a quite a bit of the season, almost the entire season last year. I guess the good news is they didn't really do much to address the position. They still have Edo Smith. They drafted uh, Quadre Allison, who I-, I like a little bit as a, as a deep dynasty stash. Uh, but they let Tevin Coleman go, as, as we all expected, and, and weren't active in free agency to, to really give Freeman any competition. So the Falcons are telling us they, they feel comfortable with Freeman, at least in this, uh, in this 2019 season.
0: Yeah, and and we're talking about a guy that is fringe RB2, RB3, uh, according to ADP at least, and has those big seasons already under his belt. And like you mentioned, not as much competition there in Atlanta. So it seems like he could be in line for a heavy workload and perhaps one or two more big seasons for dynasty owners. I think he's he's finding that line of veteran value. Let's move on to Mark Ingram, who seems like he's flirting with that line as well. couple years older at 29 years old, but RB32. So a low-end RB3, according to Price, 86 overall in ADP what are your what are your thoughts about Ingram now that he's in Baltimore there are some young guys in place there of course but there's certainly going to be a heavy running workload for somebody or or maybe everybody there in Baltimore what are your thoughts on Ingram and and where he falls on the veteran value chart Ingram's the first guy that I I feel pretty
1: confident with calling him a veteran value and looking at his ADP Honestly, I'm I'm just really really shocked. We know the deal here. He left the most productive fantasy backfield, but he goes to the most uh, the most run heavy fantasy backfield to with the Ravens, and doesn't have that competition uh, of of Alvin Kamara. I, I do like Justice Hill, and and I know there's some other pieces there, but you look at his ADP. In, in January, it was 68 overall. so that's uh, that's wrapping up that, that 2018 season and, and to see him drop almost 20 spots after landing with uh, with the Ravens as, as a chance to be really, I think the workhorse back there is, is really really a surprise to me. I, I would have expected to see his ADP
0: go up quite a bit. It's gone the other direction. Definitely a value. Yeah, I expected the same. He's the one guy among the running backs that I had highlighted as well. I've, I've picked him up in a few places, a couple times in trade, another time in a dispersal a auction, and all three times I felt like I got a value there and, and was buying cheap. And, you know, really all three times I, I was looking for a guy that I can plug in and, and be one of my top two running backs. And I think most dynasty owners should look at him that way. And, and when you're playing... Or, excuse me, paying uh, RB three prices for for a guy like that that you can plug in for at least one year, and, and we should probably expect with the contract that he got and the situation that they have at quarterback with more of a running quarterback and and certainly a between the tackles type offense. It seems like Mark Ingram is in line to make an impact for sure. Let's go to his replacement, Latavius. Murray down there in New England another guy that could be present veteran value 29 years old RB 43 in ADP and 121 so a 10th round ADP for Latavius Murray Ryan Yeah Murray Murray is a guy who has seen his value go up quite a bit after
1: uh, after his landing spot in fact looking back to February before the free agency period he was nearly undrafted in in our data uh nearly fell out of the drafts altogether uh so he is he's made a big climb up as you said uh one uh one twenty one overall i I still think he can be of value. we've seen multiple running backs in that saints backfield uh, basically basically every year for the uh of uh, the past ten years or so it's it's not just kamara and ingram but uh, many others before those two. So uh, I think he can, uh, he can play a role. I feel like he's been undervalued, uh, nearly his entire career after, you know, he went to the Vikings a few years ago and, and everybody was kind of on board. And then just uh, a few weeks later, a couple months later, they bring in Dalvin cook and we just threw some cold water on the Latavius Murray value at that point. But he was able to produce, uh, even even with Cook there mostly due to to some injuries. So I think Murray is just a guy who is is constantly undervalued and and even in this
0: new situation uh, still that's still the case. Yeah, I agree some of the younger running backs that are going after him include Edo Smith and Jalen Samuels, Deonta Foreman, Naheem Hines, and rookie Alexander Madison in Minnesota. Those are all guys within about a round or two in ADP, and he seems to fit right around that, but certainly if you're looking for immediate production and a guy to fill in as a flex uh, he seems to be the best option right around that in ADP. Let's go to Lamar Miller, 28 year old Lamar Miller, RB 38 in ADP and 104 overall. What are your thoughts on Miller as a veteran value down there with the Texans?
1: Uh, just Just kind of the same that
0: <laughs> that it's always
1: been with Lamar Miller. You know this this is not a not an exciting a sexy player that we that we are really anxious to own on our roster I think. It seems like fantasy players are constantly disappointed that he's not getting more touches or not more involved with the passing game, whatever it might be. It's it's always something with him. We just keep waiting for the Texans to draft his replacement, and it just keeps not happening. So I really think 2019 is going to be a repeat of what we've seen the past couple of years. He, he steadily gains value as we get closer to the season. Kind of maintains that value during the season, and then once January February rolls around, he he loses value. That's exactly what we what we saw last year. in, in December, uh, his ADP was up to seventy four overall. By January, it dropped uh, nearly twenty spots. Dropped ten more spots in February. It dropped twenty more spots in March. So. From December to March, obviously no games being played there, uh, at least no fantasy games. He goes from 74 to 126 in our adp it's just he's just one of those guys that nobody wants in the
0: offseason. The thing about him though Ryan is he has been consistent and maybe maybe he's been a consistent disappointment, but at least that fantasy production has been relatively consistent so maybe the price finally matches what the production or the expected production should be. Like you mentioned, this is really a low point since way back in 2014 in his ADP over the last few months. And maybe, maybe the expectations will finally be what, what he, something that he can put out. Yeah, I think so. And, and if you look at, I do a lot during the season,
1: tracking players with RB one or RB two games. And I, I I don't have his numbers in front of me but I'm not sure he had a single RB1 game, a single top 12 game last year, but he he was very consistent in that RB2 range, you know, giving you 10 to 10 to 15 points a week uh, fairly
0: consistently and that's that's probably what we'll see again this year. And really you're just paying flex prices to get him especially on the trade market. He seems like a guy that you can acquire relatively cheaply. I'm finally in on the Lamar Miller uh, bandwagon, at least as a veteran value, as, as a backup, as a guy on your roster that you can use when you have injuries and bye weeks. He's, he's a guy that I'm, I, I don't hate having on my roster, considering the price. Let's lump a few more running backs together, Ryan. Carlos Hyde, Dion Lewis, LaShawn McCoy, all the way down there at running back 56, Hyde at running back 50, and Dion Lewis at running back 55. All three of these guys are between 144 and 163 overall in our ADP. Any of these guys represent veteran values for you? I think when you're digging this deep at at this point of the draft,
1: outside of the top uh, 150 or so, you, you really have to look at team situation. And, and when you do that, I think it, it's pretty obvious who I would be targeting here Carlos Hyde, um, a, a value at 144 overall and, and RB50. Uh, I, I do think he's probably behind Damian Williams. Everyone seems to uh, agree with that. But, you know, Damian Williams has basically six weeks of, of a track record uh, in, in his career. So it, it's, it's not so crazy to think that, uh, that Carlos Hyde could beat him out for a, for the starting job or or at least carve a, a significant role for himself. And you look at the other two guys, Deion Lewis, uh, I think we really saw Derrick Henry take over that backfield and that entire offense last year. Uh, also not an offense I'm necessarily excited to invest in anyway. And McCoy, we, we don't even know where he's going to be playing. Uh, I, I, I think most seem to expect him to, to be cut or be released at some point. They've got uh, four four running backs, they brought in three, three guys to compete with McCoy. So, uh, maybe he becomes a value at some point, uh, if he lands in a good spot, but, um, if, if he's there in Buffalo competing with those other three guys, I'm probably just staying away.
0: Ah, uh, I'm, I'm not exactly staying away. Actually. I, I just got McCoy in a league. He was a throw in, in a trade. So, so, so I'm buying when he's free, Ryan. <laughs> I'm okay with that. I can totally agree with your Carlos Hyde take. In fact, it's just another head-scratching moment for me that Carlos Hyde, the 28-year-old, who has had a track record in this league, is RB50. Meanwhile, his teammate Damian Williams, whose track record, like you said, is just six weeks uh, long in the NFL and is just a year younger. He's all the way up at RB20. It's not making sense for me. I'm buying in on Hyde as well. Anybody else we need to talk about here, Ryan? I I went through the ADP, and I I saw Adrian Peterson's name. I know he's 34 years old, but he did have production again last season. RB70, 212 overall. Also, C.J. Anderson jumped off at me. I don't know if there's anything left to mine out of that minefield. Uh, But 28 years old, RB75. These guys are pretty much free Do you, are these last roster spots maybe if you got a little bit of space or anything more than that? I think
1: Peterson could, could be more than that. Uh, we, we've talked on here about some concerns about Darius Geis and that maybe he's not the sure thing that, that many dynasty players are, are hoping he is or or treating him as so. Uh, and, and then of course we heard the the crazy prediction from Peterson himself that he wants to rush rush for two thousand yards this season. I, I obviously don't see that happening. But I do yeah, think Yeah I
0: want two too, Ryan. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Why not <laughs> why not? Big goals. Um so I think I mean Peterson's certainly worth a roster spot and uh again if, if he is free, if he's out there on, on the waiver wire in a shallow league, I would be uh, investing in him for that. I, it's just so tough to trade for those guys, right? I mean, if you've got Adrian Peterson on your team and you have any hope of competing, why would you even take a third rounder? Like you'd probably just keep him for that, right? And, and right. no, nobody's going to pay a second rounder for him. They shouldn't at least. Uh, so, so guys like that are, are really tough to trade unless it's a situation like you mentioned with, McCoy where they're basically just throw-ins
0: yeah and if you're looking for that one thing if you're contending uh, and looking for one little thing to even out the the end of a trade it's a nice piece to get especially in a deep league when you're talking about 30 roster spots or something like that where there's room to carry an Adrian Peterson let's face it if, if you have 20 roster spots there's not a lot of room for for these last few guys that we've talked about at the running back position with that let's move on to wide receiver and and we got a group of highly coveted wide receivers that are either approaching 30 years old or already 30 years old. I'm talking about Julio Jones, Antonio Brown, T.Y. Hilton, and A.J. Green. Ryan, all three, or, or excuse me, all four are either 29 or 30 and come in in the top 17 at wide receiver uh julio jones as high as wide receiver seven and aj green down there at wide receiver 17 i think we're really talking about the trade market here ryan um obviously if you want him in a startup and and you're willing to pay that price that's fine how do you feel about these guys as targets probably just as a obviously as a contender but are they guys you're you're counting on for a year two years longer than that I think we can
1: look at a two-year window with all four of those guys, and and these four receivers uh, are probably the best example of the difference between uh, draft value of a player and a and trade value of a player because uh, there there is no chance I would draft any of these four at their ADP. I'm not investing a, a top uh, three round, a top yeah a top three round pick in any of them, and making them you know, one of the cornerstones of my of my new dynasty team. But if I have a contending dynasty team that's two or three or four years old, then all four of them I think make sense as as trade targets and um and certainly Julio Jones would, would top that
0: list. Speaking of Julio Jones, he he's at wide receiver seven. And his teammate Calvin Ridley, who's who I'm sure you've heard of is down there at wide receiver 20. Last year, we joked mid-season about when, when we're going to hit the line of these guys crossing in ADP. If you had to guess, Ryan, when would that be? Uh, I
1: would say it would be in January. I think January of 2020. Um, I already talked about kind of the the trend that we see from these veterans, that they lose value in the offseason, gain value once the game starts. So uh, Jones has has hung around that that top 10 uh, wide receiver rank. And so he'll probably continue to do that through the regular season, assuming he stays healthy. Uh, I do expect Ridley to gain value. And then once we get to January, February of of 2020, that's when we're going to see guys like Ridley and Godwin, DJ Moore, Kenny Galladay, all these guys that are kind of on the fringe of that wide receiver one range. Uh, we're going to see those guys overtake Brown and Julio uh, and Hilton and AJ Green
0: yeah the the bottom's gonna drop out on all these guys for sure and probably within the next 12 months but if you're truly a contender, you can probably live with it uh, if you if you go get yourself Julio or Antonio Brown or AJ Green and they help you win a title uh, it's certainly worth making the move but you can also trade really
1: any of those four for Calvin Ridley and a first right now.
0: Right. Which is a slam dunk. Ryan. (laughs) Let's go to Julian Edelman. He's 33 years old, but has that contract and has that quarterback and plays in that offense and all the good things surrounding Edelman there in new England. Ryan comes in at wide receiver 30. So mid wide receiver three price tag. Another guy on the trade market, that is interesting and a guy, if you're contending and and you need that guy in a PPR to, to consistently catch you six balls, he's that guy for you and, and comes at a relatively pre- cheap price tag.
1: I think in, in a trade he does. And, and again, this, <laughs> I don't think this is reflective of his trade value. You can, you can probably buy Edelman pretty easily for a second round pick. I think in most leagues, if, uh, if, if the team situation works out, but to see him uh, being drafted ahead of uh, first round rookie picks like DK Metcalf and and AJ Brown and, and recent first round rookie picks like Cortland Sutton is just it's just crazy, just crazy. He's uh, again, he's probably there's probably twenty wide receivers behind him that I would draft uh,
0: ahead of him in, in a startup. It's it's really hard to believe when when you're looking at the list to see Edelman there and just you mentioned some of the names right behind him there are there are lots of people doing these mocks that saw Edelman's name and chose it in front of the, the other ones that you you mentioned there um doesn't certainly doesn't make a lot of sense and and like you said in the trade market he he is a nice target and certainly qualifies as potentially a veteran value, let's let's go to a duo of twenty-nine-year-old wide receivers that come in in the forties among wide receivers in ADP. That's Alshon Jeffrey with the Eagles and Marvin Jones with the Lions. um Ryan, I, I have a little bit of trouble with these guys. I, I don't know if they necessarily qualify for me, even though. They're lower on the totem pole than the five guys we've talked bef- talked about before them. And they're younger than nearly every one of those guys, T- whether it be team situation, quarterback situation, and uh, offense. There's just too many question marks for me. They're not guys I'm targeting to try to make a run for a title.
1: I totally agree. Um, I, I'm not even sure. which. It, this might sound crazy with Jeffrey because we've – We've kind of thought of him as a top-tier wide receiver for a long time, but he really hasn't been. He hasn't performed that way. I'm not even sure you can go into the season expecting those two guys to be fantasy starters. Uh, so I certainly wouldn't select them as as top 50 wide receivers, which is where they both are being drafted right now. Uh, and, and I wouldn't even, as you mentioned, wouldn't even really target them as trade options. I'm I'm just not sure how much they help you.
0: One guy that could help us out is the oldest guy on this list outside of the quarterbacks we talked about earlier. That's Larry Fitzgerald, who's 35 right now, comes in at wide receiver 62, still 139 overall in ADP, which doesn't seem quite right. Again, maybe his trade value um, and his his startup value are, are quite different here. And I'm sure there's guys we can find behind him in ADP that we would much rather have on our rosters if we were starting new. But Fitzgerald, uh, considering the price, are, are you a believer? Is there one more year left? Can we, can we mine a little bit more out of Larry Fitzgerald before he fades into the sunset? I think this could be this could be a much different year for
1: Fitzgerald than what we've seen in past years where he's just uh, he, he's just really been dominant for Arizona as as really the only option. I know I know they had John Brown there and they had uh, they had Christian Kirk last year. They've. They've tried to fill out that depth chart, but for different reasons, it really just hasn't worked out. And, and Fitzgerald has, has benefited. He's also benefited from moving to the slot over the last three years or so of his career. Uh, and, and that move, where it, it looked like he was done uh, as, as a dominant receiver around the time he turned 30. And, and when they moved him inside to the slot, that really was a game changer for him. But now he's got a lot of competition uh, for that slot job, both Kirk and and some of the guys that they've brought in as rookies. So, uh, I think this uh, this could certainly be um, a, a down year for Fitzgerald, and and obviously also could be his last year. Pro- probably will be his last year. But wide receiver sixty two. Again, we've we've been looking at the players being drafted around each of these guys, and and you look at the ones behind Fitzgerald. There's these guys are okay, but, uh, I, I don't have any problem with Fitzgerald's ADP at wide receiver 62.
0: Yeah, I don't either. And I'll never doubt that guy. I I wouldn't be surprised if he goes out there and, and, you know, flirts with double digit touchdowns. Maybe the catches aren't necessarily where they've been in the past, but I think he's going to find a way to be productive and be the leader among that young group of wide receivers in Arizona. So I, I, He's a guy that I like to have on my roster as my fifth or sixth wide receiver because that's the type of spot you kind of file him in at. Uh, I did just trade Larry Fitzgerald just the other day, along with a third-round pick for Geronimo Allison to try to get a little bit younger. So there there are other guys uh, out there looking for Fitzgerald and looking at him as a stopgap, a guy you can fill in. In, in a flex spot, wide receiver three spot if you needed to on a, on a week with a bunch of buys or an injury or, or two. So a guy that's nice to have on the roster for sure. Let's talk about John Brown, who you just mentioned, wide receiver 65, so just a few spots behind Larry Fitzgerald. New team uh, coming off an up-and-down season last year, Ryan. Is there any value here among this veteran?
1: I think there's maybe a little, uh, maybe a little value, but you look at those, you look at that Buffalo depth chart, and, and you just wonder, not only how is it going to work out with those wide receivers, but how's that, how's the quarterback situation going to work? We've got Robert Foster at wide receiver sixty three, Brown wide receiver sixty five, Zay Jones wide receiver sixty six. That tells me dynasty players don't really know how it's going to work out either. And uh, I like Foster best of that group. Um, but I'm not sure. Uh, we've had the same conversation with the Baltimore guys, and and of course Brown dealt with that last year himself. I'm not sure
0: if we won any of these guys with Josh Allen throwing them the ball. Yeah, the thing I cling to maybe is that Josh Allen has that big arm and likes to throw downfield and and get vertical. And John Brown has a history being that guy and seems like he could fit that role in that offense. No. Maybe that makes him a better best ball player than he would be dynasty player. But there there is a little bit of hope there. I'm, I'm like all those dynasty owners that you talked about. I'm not sure which way to turn my head when it comes to that Buffalo receiving core. Uh, hopefully that shakes itself out through training camp and the preseason so we know if we can expect anything from any of these guys. Let's talk about Deshaun Jackson back home in Philadelphia, now 32 years old, Ryan, but all the way down at wide receiver 82. I know a lot of dynasty owners get scared of players when they hit their 30s, and especially speed players and guys that maybe didn't have great production over the last couple of years. He has shown that speed still in recent years with Jameis Winston throwing him the ball. Now he upgrades to Carson Wentz throwing him that deep ball. I think there's a chance that we... That Jackson gets a little bit more life in those legs and, and can produce for some of us dynasty owners that are willing to make him, just like Fitzgerald, that wide receiver five or six on their roster, and a guy that they can plug in as a flex when they need him. Yeah,
1: Jackson, uh, maybe more than anybody on this list, is is a screaming value, I think, and we already talked about one Eagles wide receiver, Alshon Jeffrey, at wide receiver 41, Here's Jackson uh, doubling that at wide receiver eighty-two. Dan, would it surprise you if if Jackson outscored Alshon this year?
0: Not a bit. And the thing that's crazy about that is you could get a lot on tops top of Jackson if you offered Jeffrey to the right owner. Yeah, yep,
1: absolutely. So. Um, I'm, I'm not quite ready to say that I would rather have Jackson, uh, even up or that you should make that trade because we do have to consider trade value. But like you said, you, you could get quite a bit more, uh, on top of Jackson for Alshon Jeffrey. And, uh, and I do think there's a, a very real chance that Jackson's the better, uh,
0: the better producer this season. Yeah. I like him as a fit. For, for the Eagles, I think there's a clear role for him and a needed role for him. They've been trying to fill it for the last couple of years. And Jackson, really a hero in Philadelphia, is going to fit in perfectly. And I expect big things. I expect him to be uh, somebody that we talk about during the season, for sure, even at age 32. The last wide receiver I want to talk about today, Ryan, is a guy that's near and dear to both of our hearts. Uh, Randall Cobb, he's only 28. A lot of dynasty owners might be surprised by that. It seems like he probably should be older and that he's been around for too long to be just 28. There's been lots of news coming out of Dallas, lots of blurbs, lots of positive vibes coming out of of the Cowboys and their their coaching staff and the players down there in Dallas that Randall Cobb still has it, and he's going to play a role. And there's there's something uh, something to be had here for dynasty owners with Cobb, put your Kentucky blue glasses aside and tell me, tell me what you feel about Cobb without all that, you you know, all your history together. And, (laughs) you know, he's been the guy for you for so long. I know that, but as a dynasty owner, what are your feelings about this 28 year old slot guy? Landing in Dallas, a place that they need a guy to replace Cole Beasley. It seems like a fit for me and and i don't I don't want to talk as a Packer fan, a guy that has has loved Cobb for a long time either, but it seems like everything adds up to me
1: yeah as 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 a longtime Cobb fan i was I was really sad late in the in the season there when it became pretty apparent that uh that he was not going to be with the Packers. Uh, any longer that they were going to be parting ways, and uh, not only sad as a Cobb fan and supporter, but but disappointed as a as a fantasy player with Cobb on on so many of my rosters because y- you think about the Packers and that's that's obviously one of the ideal spots you want any wide receiver to land, and especially when he has the uh, the relationship with with Aaron Rodgers that Cobb clearly had so uh once it became clear he was not going to be with the packers any longer i just start thinking about what would be a good fit for him and there were there were just so few places that you could envision him uh signing on and and making a real impact and and i don't know if i didn't consider the cowboys or or, or what but it, that just never hit me and and once he signed there i, I was just uh I don't know. I was just overjoyed. That that really is the ideal landing spot. You mentioned Cole Beasley moving on. I think Cobb can can slide right in there. Uh, we know Dak Prescott has been one of the more underrated quarterbacks, both from a fantasy perspective and around the NFL. Uh, but he he doesn't have the biggest arm, so uh, hitting hitting Cobb on those short routes. Uh, in the middle of the field could be just perfect to, uh, uh, to give Randall Cobb another couple of years of, of fantasy relevance.
0: Yeah. Fantasy relevance for sure. And we're talking about the wide receiver 91 here, another guy that's pretty much free. And, you know, you mentioned Beasley and, and the numbers that he put up, I expect him to surpass those. What, what's he going to fight with Jason Witten, 37 year old Jason Witten in the middle of the field for targets uh i i I put my money on Cobb to to win some battles on the inside and catch some passes once again probably not a big touchdown maker for you but a guy that can be your wide receiver six or wide receiver seven or wide receiver eight on a deep roster and certainly a guy you can put into your into your lineup when you need him let's talk about tight ends ryan to to finish things up um Jared Cook is the name that pops off to me. 32 years old, tight end 16, 134 overall in ADP. Nice landing spot, great quarterback, uh, one of the best offenses in the league. Feelings on Cook as a veteran value? I like the sound of it. Uh, he's another one I think is
1: probably cheaper in in trades than he might be in startup ADP. Looking at a couple of the guys... Uh, behind him, at 32 years old, I I just can't see even even in a situation that looks so good, I can't see taking him above Mark Andrews, who is uh, who is going uh, about 10 spots behind him. Jay Sternberger, a guy I know we like, we both like quite a bit for the Packers, going behind him. Even some of the other veterans that I think we we may end up talking about tonight are guys I would consider. Uh, not only a better value but but maybe would prefer them head to head over cook
0: yeah it seems kind of cliche to me at this point everybody was hoping the saints would sign but somebody cook was the biggest name on the free agent market it, there was so much hype around it now cook continues to move up adp and and you know owners everywhere are trying to add him and it just seems one like one of those things that's a little bit uh, too good to be true, or or something that just isn't really meant to be to work out as well as so many people are expecting. I actually uh, got the offer just the other day that you mentioned. Uh, my Sternberger, they offered me cook, and I shot that one down. I'll I'll keep my Sternberger. In that one, let's talk about a few more of these vets. Kyle Rudolph, 29 years old, tight end. 21, of course, the young guy. Eric Smith is there in Minnesota, and and Delaney Walker. Now 34 years old, tight end 23, uh, 186 overall. And then Jack Doyle is 29, uh, tight end 24. So all late tight end twos, Rudolph, Walker, Doyle. Could one of these guys put up relatively consistent tight end one numbers and be useful for dynasty owners? I, th- I think they all could, honestly. There There's so many young
1: tight ends that have entered the league the past couple of years, and we've already talked about a couple of them, Andrews, Sternberger. You, you look at this list in the top uh, 25 tight ends, Ian Thomas, Mike Gusecki, uh You mentioned Irv Smith and, and the other rookies that have come into the league. And uh, all those guys are, are players that we want to invest in in dynasty but we're also, at least I'm not quite confident that I'm ready to put them in my starting lineup yet. Uh, I am more confident in Rudolph and Delaney Walker and Jack Doyle. So I think you can almost play it like we talked about with the, with the quarterback position. You you know, take, uh, take Hawkinson or Fant or Njoku or Goddard earlier in your draft, and then in the back half, then grab your starter for the next year or two, Rudolph, Walker, Doyle um, maybe even, uh, maybe Vance McDonald, somebody like that.
0: Yeah. I, I even take it a little bit lower in, in that ADP guys like Chris Herndon and Dallas Goddard and, and, and those types of players. I I try to add those guys and then get that veteran guys like you mentioned there another guy that we might add to that list is Greg Olson, maybe Jimmy Graham. Both guys in their thirties. Olson thirty four, Graham thirty two. Both guys come in in the late twenties at twenty eight and twenty nine, respectively, among tight ends. So really cheap, Ryan. These guys uh, are not commanding a big price tag. Are, are those guys you want on your roster? Yeah, I think at, at this at this ADP,
1: you have to uh you you have to be pretty happy with them T- tight end 28 29 and there's there's not too many players below them that that I would even want on a roster honestly so uh again th- those veterans that are are nearly free and, and these two guys might actually be an example of kind of the reverse of what we talked what we've talked about all episode where the trade value is is so much lower than the than the startup adp I think in this case, the trade value is probably higher only because these are guys that we've looked at as top five or 10 tight ends for so long that if you have Greg Olson, if you have Jimmy Graham, you're, you just can't part with them for, uh, you know, for a third rounder or for uh, maybe
0: what their ADP would kind of line up with, I guess. Yeah. And, the, and really these are, Again, those kind of guys. If if you have room for multiple tight ends and, and you play in a league with twenty five to thirty man rosters and you have those guys like Goddard and Herndon and Sternberger and Ian Thomas and, and and the depth and the trying to hit lightning in a bottle and then you pair them with one of the, one or two of these veterans, uh, Olsen and Graham, that that can fill the void right now while you wait to see which one of those young guys you can put in your lineup on a regular basis. I think that's the way to go. Couple last couple guys we should talk about here: Tyler Eifert, just 28 years old. Seems another guy that seems like he's been in the league forever. Ryan, tight end, 34. Uh, of course, that big injury history, and then Jason Witten at 37 years old, tight end, 39, 260 overall. Uh, anything you want there, Ryan? Uh, not with Witten. I,
1: I just, uh, I just can't see it happening uh, again that we know the the year away from football, um, they've added, added a couple of pass catchers since, uh, since he was with the team, both Cobb that we already talked about and, and Michael Gallup, uh, a year ago. So I, I just don't, I really just don't see it with Witten. Eifert, I mean, he's done it when he's been on the field. So I, I just, I really hope he can stay Stay healthy for his sake, but you can't you
0: can't invest really anything in him. Yeah, I I swore off Tyler Eifert about a year and a half ago, whenever that was that we were talking about him. But now he's so cheap that it seems like if you have the roster space and he's that free agent, he's he can be the last guy on the roster. And if he does stay healthy for six or seven weeks, he could put up numbers Uh, In that offense, another guy that he's always been compared to is Jordan Reed, who's tight end 27. They're very similar players. And uh, Reed comes in at 203 overall, Eifert at 237 overall, both guys that I guess if you have a spot, you can throw them on your roster. That's going to do it for this week's episode of the DLF Dynasty podcast. Hopefully Matt is back next week. If not, it'll be another priceless episode with just Ryan and Dan here on the DLF Dynasty podcast. Thanks for listening. We'll catch you again next week.